Coming up on this week's podcast, we each give our 11-man team of the season, but with a twist. There's also some more Wonders of White, a Who Am I, and a quiz, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of You From The Zyloan Podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is with me. Hello, Liam. Evening, Chris. How are you? So-so. So-so. I've been instructed not to talk about it. Yeah, that shall not be mentioned. Yeah, nothing. Nothing really happened over the weekend. Um, No game for Chelsea, a draw for Villa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame Chelsea didn't get to play this weekend. So, yeah. yeah. Just one of those, you know, just a week off, really. Yeah. You know, back into the league, you know, next week, in midweek. Solid Leicester. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the aim, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's always been the aim this season. When the, um, when the Club World Cup. Yeah. And the Super Cup. Solid and then, and then, you know, not not too worried about the other two um, domestic cups. No, don't even know how you did them. I think you just played the kids and went out early. Uh, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. It, and to be fair, like I, I, you know, the last thing I would have wanted was got to the final of both of them and then ended up losing on penalties to the yeah, same team. Yeah, I know. God, that, can you, been, that, that would have been awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, unheard of. Yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so. This week, um, we've gone for something a bit different, obviously, with the end of the season coming up. Um, sort of next weekend, um, we've decided to pick um, an 11-man team of the season each. Um, and in the intro, I did mention there was a twist. So the twist is um, that we could only pick two players from each team, um, because otherwise we would have been sat here reeling off um, Liverpool, Manchester City players for the next 20 minutes. So, um, no one wants that. No, that wouldn't have no. anybody. And and it was the only way that I could do it, so I could get a Chelsea player in, into the uh, into the <laughs> team. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we've each picked um, an 11-man team, and I'm reliably informed that we've both gone for the same formation uh, as a 4-3-3, I believe. Yeah, classic four three three, three in the mids, right wing, left wing, striker, standard back four. How how it's done these days. So um we we're, we're gonna start, um we'll each give sort of um for example the goalkeeper, we'll each say who we've picked and then we'll give a a slight you know, indication as to why um we've picked each of these players. So we'll we'll start off with the goalkeepers. Liam I'll I'll let you go first. So, my goalkeeper in the team of the year, I've gone for Aaron Ramsdale. Um, the reason being is because, like you said in the introduction there, we could have just picked Man City and Liverpool players. And I wanted, I, I think there are more important players for Liverpool and Man City to come further in the team. And Outside of Alisson and Edison, I think probably the best keeper this year has been Aaron Ramsdale. I don't think anybody's ever doubted his shot-stopping ability. I think his reflexes are always really good. And it was maybe his sort of command of his area. Like He, he makes a few mistakes um, previously that have let him down. Not so this year. I think he's been great. I think he's had a lot of doubters when he joined Arsenal. 
and generally I think he smashed it this year. So I've gone for Aaron Ramsdale, and I also hope that he competes with Pickford for England number one, because if he keeps going this way, I think he will. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I actually went for someone slightly different. Um, I actually went for David De Gea. Oh, that must taken out of you. Well, to be fair, anyone that's got Maguire sat in front of them for 90 minutes of the game. Um, no, I'm just joking. Um, I think when you look at that Man United squad, um, I think it's clear to see that other than probably Ronaldo, there hasn't been that much of a, a person that stands out. Um, but for me, the other person would be David De Gea. Um, he has made some very important saves this season. I know he has conceded probably more than any other season that he's played at Manchester United, but um, he has kept them in games. And I think when you look back on some of the fixtures where they have managed to get results, it's you know one of the main reasons is down to him where he has made some really, really good saves. It's got nothing to do with the fact that against Chelsea both times that we played them, we didn't win. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I, I went for uh, David De Gea. Nice. I mean, it, you're right. If he hadn't have been in that United squad, they'd have lost 5-0 to Brighton. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, credit where it's due. No, he has been good. I did think about putting him in myself. Yeah. But, um, I just couldn't bring myself to pick any United players. So, Well, I'll, I'll give a spoiler alert. He is the only one that got picked from the Man United squad. Excellent. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same way. Okay, so I'll quickly go through my left-back at the moment. Um, So I went with Cancelo. Um, I thought he's had an amazing season for Manchester City. And I think he he really does... I think he gets a sort of pep way of playing. Like, he will get forward when when he needs to. But he he can also do um, the the defending part of, you know, when it's needed. And... Yeah, I just thought he's, you know, I think he's been, this is his second season at Man City. And I don't think he played an awful lot sort of last season. Um, but this season, I think he's really stepped up. He's sort of got ahead of Zinchenko in that position as well. So um, for me, I went with, uh, yeah, Cancelo. Good choice. I tried to pick, put him in my side, but I couldn't really pick a position for him to go in. Because even when he plays at left back, he's kind of an attacking midfielder. Right wing, who knows? Pretty much, yeah. When they're on the ball. So, I went with Andy Robertson. Standard choice. It's probably a bit of a boring choice, but it's a solid choice. I think probably now for the last four or five years, um, I don't think there's been many people who can say they've been better than Andy Robertson. Everything you want in the left back, works hard, he's got a good tackle on him. He's still quick. And he can put a decent cross in. He gets a lot of assists for Liverpool. And I think, to be honest, everything that you look for in a left-back, he's got and has been doing consistently now for a number of years. So, yeah, Andy Robertson. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with with what you just said then, because on Saturday when they played that game, um, he he was probably one of their best players, to be fair. I think he was. And and I think his defensive work gets a bit underappreciated because obviously yeah. you've got Van Dijk in the centre and um, and Matip. And obviously they focus quite heavily and quite rightly on his ability going forward. But he doesn't lack defensive ability at all. So uh, we'll go with right back next. And um, 
It was probably out of two for right back, but I went with the obvious choice of Rhys James. <laughs> As in the obvious choice from a Chelsea fan's point of view. Um, I was going to say Sam, the Chelsea klaxon. Yeah, so um, for me, he's been, I think, other than one other defender um, for Chelsea this season, I think he has been up there with his performances. I think he's contributed to a lot of goals this season. Getting forward, I think he's really taken on that sort of right wing back role. Um, gets forward really well, and I think he defends even better uh, than 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 Trent. And I know a lot of people disagree with that. Um, Trent is good at going forward, but I don't think Trent has got as much defensive sort of prowess than what James has. And I think he's just been one of Chelsea's outstanding players this season. And, and when he hasn't played. We look really vulnerable, and I don't think that the five of the bat works as well when he's not playing in it. Agreed, and I think he he's got a bit of versatility now, hasn't he? Because he can sort of play in centre midfield. He can, he's been at centre back for you, like, centre back, yeah, like, or the right side of three um, defenders. And yeah, it's I mean, it's going to make my it, it, it beats my choice to be fair. But I have I have got two other Chelsea players in the side that I wanted to put in more. Um, so you're, you're going to laugh. I've gone for the same tactic as you, if in doubt, chucking a player for the team that you support. So I've gone Matty Cash at right yeah. back. Solid year, Villa's player of the year. And I think fair, that. Yeah. fair enough. He's been great. He's been really consistent. He gives us quite a bit going forward, but he puts his heart and soul into every performance. There was a few choices that I sort of looked at for right back, but I, th- I think what just pipped it for me a little bit was that this season he's he's developed in the final third a lot more than he had last season. I think last season um, there was quite a few occasions where he'd sort of get forward, get into the box and be in the right positions and either give the ball away or shoot wide. This year he seems to have calmed down a little bit and he's got a better head on him. And I think it probably helps with a striker like Danny Ings. You always know where he's going to be. Um, so... Yeah, I've gone for Matty Cash. He's got a couple of great goals for us this year and he epitomises what I want to see in a good player in that he just gives everything, every game. He um He's one of those players that's got a, a, a slight obscure national team as well, isn't he? Like where you, you wouldn't expect it, but he, he, he's Polish, isn't he? He is, yeah, he plays. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's, he's the Polish Alan Hutton, who was, of course, the Scottish Capo. So that's, you know, we, we just, we love a a sort of cult hero of a right back. Yeah. Um, he's certainly developing into that. And it just helps that he plays for an odd nation in in Poland. I don't know where it came from. I think it's his grandparents or something. And, um, you know, I've got to admit, when we bought him from Nottingham Forest, I thought, what what have we done there? Because he was, he was centre mid, I think, for Nottingham Forest. But converting into a right back, at, I think, in his last season at Forest. And, um, yeah, been one of our best boys since since starting in the Premier League again. So, yeah. Okay. So I will give um, both my centre-backs now. Um, now, this is probably going to surprise a few people because one of the centre-backs is actually a Chelsea player, which means a certain Chelsea player midfielder hasn't got into the team. Um, but I have reasons. Uh, so the two at the centre-back, I've gone for Rudiger and I've gone for Van Dijk. Oh, OK. So... Van Dijk, I think, is is a very, very obvious choice as to why he's in there. Um, 
you know, he's he's probably the best defender in the world. Hate to admit it, but he probably is. I mean, he's got he's got pretty much everything there, and he's got he's got pace, strength, you know, and he he defends so well. And uh, Rudiger was because I think he's actually been Chelsea's best player this season, and I think it's a real shame that he is going um, at the end of the season. I think he's one of the. Is he officially leaving? Yes, I, I don't think it's official, but he said he isn't signed, re-signing, so um, I believe he's going to Real Madrid. So, yeah, I pick, he, he gives 100%, every time he's played, he gives 100%. I mean, every time, you know, someone around him makes a mistake, he, you know, we go straight over there, you know, G's and back up, you know, and, and I find he's got great pace and he's got great strength as well, and... He did score that 35 yard goal as well the other week, which, <laughs> which was counting for nothing, but he did. It was a cracking goal. It was a cracking goal, and yeah, that, I put him in there just purely because I thought he was he's been Chelsea's best player this season. I think with when he when he doesn't play a bit like um, Reese James, I, I, we 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 really should, you know Thiago Silva's a solid hand, but other than those two, you know, you're looking at Christiansen who's also leaving and. You know, we've got Saar and Chaloba, um, and, you know, both of them are still quite young. So, um, yeah, so I went for Rudiger and Van Dijk. Nice. Um, I thought Van Dijk was an obvious choice, but I also thought if I pick him, then all my Liverpool players are done. So I can't have that. So I've gone for Ruben Diaz, and I've also gone for Antonio Rudiger at centre-back, basically for all the reasons that you've just said about Rudiger. I think he's had a great season and I think he's going to be really missed. But Ruben Diaz, I chose because I know he's been in and out the side recently, but I think City are more solid defensively when he plays. I don't think they look quite as together at the back with Laporte and Stones playing. I think he's a good calming influence. He was, City bought him at a time when I think they were kind of struggling actually a little bit and his signing sort of heralded this era of dominance in the league, if mm. you like, for Man City, because I think they knew they'd got a real ball-playing defender. You know, he can pick yeah. up when he needs to. He's cool under pressure, but he's also got that ability to, you know, make a block on the line, throw it. <laughs> so, yeah, I went for Rudiger and Diaz as my centre-back pair. Cool. Um, do you want to go through your uh, three in centre-mid? Yes. Okay. I'll go for my three in centre mid. I think one of them might be a surprise, but I've gone for Angolo Kante, Kevin De Bruyne, James Ward-Prowse. And the reasons being, I I think Kante has probably had better seasons, but I still think Kante on a slight off day is better than most players (laughs) because he's just unbelievable. He makes any team he's in better just for the energy Mm. work rate, the ability to win the ball back. Um, I just I couldn't not include him. Uh, yeah, he's had he's had a few injuries this season, which is yeah. You know we haven't we haven't seen full Kante, but um, sort of last season in the um, Champions League final, he was by far the best player on the pitch, yeah. and yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I, I chose Kevin De Bruyne because I think he again consistently. <laughs> obvious, you, you've got it? to haven't you? Yeah. He's probably been the best player in the Premier League this year, I would say, maybe this last five years. But um, I, there's nothing I can say that hasn't already been said about De Bruyne. 
And the reason I went for Ward Prowse is because I just think he's, it's probably, he keeps on seeming to have better years, year yeah. after year. Every year for, for the last God knows how long I've been saying, you know, this is his best season so far. It's his best season so far. Great uh, set pieces. Give, would give you something that I don't think any other player can give you with his free kicks and corners and so on. But I think he's added a lot more to his game apart from that. He's not just a wizard on set pieces. He gives you a lot no, more. Yeah. He, he can put a tackle in. I think I, I know a lot of Southampton fans, and I know early days when he started playing, they said he's a real prospect, but he just needs to get more goals. And I think he's now he's sort of added now, yeah. it with set pieces, but he's added that. And you can see him getting, you know, eight, ten goals for a centre midfielder is pretty good. So do you think yeah, and that's why I'd go Do you think it. anyone will come in for him? I think there'll be a lot of people. We tried to, obviously, last year. We tried yeah. to get him to Villa and he didn't want to join. Um, I don't think we could, we could have afforded him, actually, to be fair at the time. But... Um, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people that try and go for him, but I, I don't know whether they'll get him. I just think he's 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 well loved in Southampton. Yeah, I don't see why he's getting in the England team regularly. I mean, the only bonus that he could get is European football. And looking at the teams that are in European football, I'm looking at maybe West Ham. Now Noble's gone. Yeah, I was thinking sort of maybe um, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, maybe Leicester, because Tielemans is leaving. But would he want to risk? Because they're not guaranteed to get into Europe next year. He's no, no. Even the Champions League. So, I don't know. I could see it either way, to be honest. Good choice. OK, so the three in centre mid that I went for. Um, I went for De Bruyne, because it's De Bruyne. I just think without it, it would just look... Silly, really, because like you said, he's probably been the best player in the Premier League over the last five years. Um, you know, scored four goals in one game the other day. And, I mean, to know, to think that he was a Chelsea player once. Um, yeah. And he, I don't know, he just brings, he just makes everything look so easy. It's like it's not, you know, he he's got, like secret pace as well. Like when he wants to, he can run. He can run pretty fast. Yeah, he doesn't uh, look particularly quick, but he covers no. ground really easily. I don't know whether it's his size, but yeah, you're well, right. I think he will be at Manchester City until the end of his career as well. Um, but the other two I went for. This will probably surprise some. So one of them is Jarrod Bowen. Just purely the fact because I couldn't fit him in anywhere else. So he's going to be playing centre mid for me. Um, now, he has had a fantastic season and he has scored lots of goals. He's created lots of goals. And West Ham, when they bought him, he made an instant impact and made them better, mm-hmm. I think. And I think without his goals, they wouldn't be where they are right now. I think he... I think he's almost there with England. I think come, I reckon by the time the World Cup comes around, I think he will be in that England squad. Mm. Um, and he, he, I don't think he'll play in the centre mid. It's just because I purely couldn't fit him anywhere else. <laughs> um, but he's had a fantastic season, and I think he's definitely up there for player of the season. Yeah, I think he's definitely up there. Just, I, I, he's got a lot of competition. 
But from all the, the so from the team sort of out of the so called big six, I would say he's definitely been the best player. Yeah. Uh and the other one I went for um was Connor Gallagher. Um Interesting, yeah. Now this it's not cheating in a way. I I feel aware that he is still a technically a Chelsea player, but again, with a bit like Bowen, really, I think Gallagher has sort of added something different to Crystal Palace this season. You know, he's when he's got the ball, he's always looking to either run forward with it or make a pass forward or, or try and create something. And again, with, with him in the with him in the squad, you know, they've scored more goals. I think it was like at the start of the season when he's he's he scored about four or five goals in the first like six seven games, mm. and he can create chances. And I think it's benefited players like Zaha having him in the squad because Zaha is sort of getting that ball over the top and getting the service. And the same for um, Edouard and um, Benteke as well. Mm. And. I think he'll get a chance next season at Chelsea. I really do. Um, you know, with, with everything that's going on behind the scenes at Chelsea, and um, you know, we don't really know what's going to be happening by the time the new season rolls around. If, if you know, the takeover is going to happen at all, because obviously, I don't know if you saw, but there's something happened today where they've not been reassured of where the money's actually going again. So, you know, it's been put on hold again so I think he'll get a chance next season um, I don't. I personally don't think Jorginho will be there next season at Chelsea and I think Gallagher will be a, a really good replacement for him Yeah I really hope he does get a chance like you say he's had a really good season he started off flying at yeah. Palace like you say he got goals early on but he's, he's one of those players I think one of the things that are his is his stronger point is that he's always aware of what's around him. Yeah. It's not just a case of picking the pass. You see him pick up the ball in centre mid and he's always looking around him where his support is, but also where the opposition are so he knows where to drive into. Because it's one thing I think we had it a little bit with Adama Traore when he came to us. And he's got yeah. a better at it now. But he would just pick up the ball and he'd run anywhere and it was a bit, you know, speedboat, no driver. Just yeah, he- yeah. And he could take it past a couple of people and be fine, but he'd run down alleys that didn't exist anymore and, and just lose the ball. But Gallagher yeah. to run into space. He knows where the space is. He knows how to pick a pass. And I do hope he gets a chance at Chelsea next year. I think I think probably if he does, it's going to be because you've had to get rid of a few people, which obviously won't be yeah. good for Chelsea. But I think, I, I, I think with him and also... With Gilmore, I think Billy Gilmore this year has missed a bit of a trick. He could have had a similar season, I think, with Norwich, but yeah, it hasn't quite worked for, for for I don't know a number of reasons maybe. But you've got a good future in centre midfield with those two, I think. Um, Gilmore, I think, just needs a bit of confidence to bring it through. But Gallagher certainly got that this year, and he probably didn't West Brom last year. He didn't look half the player no. from last year. So yeah, I, I think a worthy inclusion. It would have been close to mine as well, I think. Cool. Well, I will go through my front three. Um, I don't think there'll be any surprises here. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I've gone for Sun, Salah, and Kane. Um, Sun, 
has had a fantastic season. I think Tottenham haven't played well this season, yet he seems to be scoring hatfuls of goals. And then every time I check, his goals seem to have gone up and up and up. Um, and I believe if you take penalties out of it, he is the, he's the top scorer in the Premier League. Um, he's, he's so important. I think he's just as important as Harry Kane, I think, in that, in that Tottenham squad. Um, Mo Salah, I don't think I really need to say much as to why he's in there. Um, again, you'd probably go as say in Forest saying he's he's been up there with De Bruyne, as sort of best player in the Premier League over the last like, sort of three four seasons. Um, scores hats for hatfuls of goals, and even when he isn't playing well, he still seems to be able to get a goal or two. And I went with Kane um, just purely because, again, like. I think he's so important to Tottenham and if you took him out of that Tottenham team and just had Son and the rest, they would really, really struggle. And I think he's one of those players, I think he, of all the players in the Premier League, I think he is most important to his club, if you kind of get what I mean. Like he's... um From a fan's point of view, I think it'd be devastating if he left for Tottenham. Yeah. If he left Tottenham, it would leave a huge gap. Um, and I only rent, I, it was, it was a, it was, it was close between him and Ronaldo, if, I, if I'm honest, but I went with Kane. Fair enough. I think worthy choices. I've gone with two of the same people. Yeah, I've gone for Son as yeah. well. I've gone for Jared Bowen on the other wing, and yeah. I've also gone for Mo Salah. And I thought the reason being, Kane. Well, it, I, I, I basically written him in, but I thought I'm going to take him out because he he's not had his best season. I don't no. in the Premier League. He's not bad by any means, but Son has been. From the start of the season, Spurs' best player, I think. So I couldn't not include him. Bowen, I think, again, like you said earlier, so important for West Ham. A big part of the reason why they are where they are at the minute, why they did so well in the Europa League and so on. I didn't, I didn't want to leave him out because I think it's worth mentioning. You're, you're on about sort of importance to that team. Yeah. And I think that Although Kane is obviously very important to Spurs, I think without Bowen this year, West Ham would have really struggled in front of goal. Because if there is an area where you can sort of say they're not as, as strong and that they haven't done as well, it's probably going forward. Um, they haven't really got an out-and-out strike except for Bowen to chip in with the goals that he has and be as creative as he has going forward. I think it's invaluable to them. Mm-hmm. But you take Kane's goals out of Spurs this year, and I know he scored a few, but Son has still scored more. Yeah, still got Mora. Um, so yeah, I, I decided to go for those three. I think Son has sort of he's been at Spurs a long, long time now. I don't know. I don't know whether outgrown is is quite the right word, but I think he's maybe achieved as much as he can with Spurs. I'd. Oh yeah, I agree. I'd. <laughs> I don't know whether he wants to sort of test himself and go a little bit further. He seems very happy at Spurs, but I genuinely think if you put if if three or four years ago 
Bayern Munich or a Juventus or a Madrid or Barcelona or whoever are coming for Son, he probably, I think he would have won a World Player of the Year by now. Because mm. I genuinely think he's that good. He's in not a poor Spurs side, but an average to good Spurs side. And he looks this good. So imagine what he would have looked like in a title winning team, you know, in a Champions League winning team. And I think he's good enough to be in one. So, yeah, couldn't leave him out. Mo Salah, probably the best player in the year this year, scored more goals than anybody else. And he's played 60-plus games as well, which is ludicrous. And, yeah, Jared Bowen, I just wanted to include him because I think he's really stepped up this year. Um, Like you say, West Ham bought him and he just made an immediate impact. So, sorry, Harry Kane. Um, I'm sure if you go on and win as the World Cup later this year, I will eat my words. But, yeah. (laughs) I think the other three are more important. Cool. Well, that's the, the, the team of the seasons that we've picked each. Um, I will put them out on um, Twitter um, this week, so everyone can have a look. Um, but some big news in the Premier League. Arsenal actually losing um, tonight, um, which is a good thing for from, from a Chelsea point of view because that means that we've definitely secured Champions League football. And it means that Tottenham go into the last game of the season two points clear and fourth. So, and unfortunately yeah. for Arsenal, Tottenham are playing Norwich. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and but not good for you though, Liam, because Newcastle gone above you. Um, yeah. Wow. So, but you have got a game in hand. Uh, you're playing Thursday this week, I believe. Is it uh, Thursday you're playing? It's uh, it's Burnley in the week, and then uh, it's I think some teams are playing blue at the weekend. Um, Man Man City, I think they're called. So Man Man Blue, easy three points there, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> you know, the chance to stop Grealish winning a title is a, is a really good prospect, to be honest. Um, I would love it if we do, but I'm under no illusions. So, yeah. We'll, we'll just we'll see what happens. I'm hoping we can do Liverpool a favour, put it that way. And the um, playoff in Championship, Huddersfield have just scored as well. Um, there's only six minutes left in that game, so at the moment Huddersfield are going in to the final ahead of Luton, which is a shame. But uh, an ex football manager, yeah, an ex football manager legend, Jordan Rhodes, scores. Yeah. Um, right, so that's it for part one. We're back in part two with some wonders of why a quiz and a who am I. So we're back in two minutes. Hello, and welcome back to part two of this week's episode. We're going to go straight into the Wonders of White and see what we've got. So, Liam, Jared Braithwaite, have you ever heard of him? That guy that played for Everton? Yeah. Uh, So, he's the first Everton teenager to be sent off since Wayne Rooney back in 2002. Big shoes to fill they are, aren't they? Uh... This is shocking, but probably not as shocking as when you actually look back at their results this season. So Watford have conceded 46 goals at home this season, which is the most any top flight team has done since 1960-61 season. God, it's, you've, you've got to go some to be worse than Derby County. 
terrible. Yeah. And and they're not even bottom, which is no. <laughs> no. surprising. Because they've taken six points from Villa, that's why. Um so of well we've mentioned him in our team of season actually. So Jared Bowen is actually now the second top scorer in the Premier League from Englishmen. It's got to be included, Gareth. Get him on that plane. And um, I don't know why I wrote this one down because it references a certain game that may or may not have happened at the <laughs> weekend. Um, so Thiago Silva is the oldest player to play in an FA Cup final since Stanley Matthews in 1953. Wow, that's some record. That some some imaginary game that happened at the weekend. Yeah. Right, moving on. Uh, so I have a quiz for you, Liam. Um, awesome. And this is. On it's on stadiums. The quiz is around stadiums and things that happen in the stadium. So, oh, fo- football basically. Football happens in the stadium. So yes, nice. Good luck. Um, and I, I've gone for a few easy ones in here because um, I think you know your grounds. So, uh, question one: Which team play at the New York Stadium? Um. Oh, I know this as well because it's a, it's like a place that's least like New York in the world. Oh, it's um, Rotherham. Mhm. Rob Rotherham. Yes, that's correct. Yes, it is. So, question two: Which English team have the highest capacity outside of the Premier League? Ooh. English team. So that doesn't include. Cervical ranges. So, there's a few of some really big stadiums. I'm thinking, um, as you know, Chris, I was recently Sheffield Wednesday on Football Manager and I know they've got 40,000 plus. Sunderland have got a big stadium. Um, Who else is down there at the minute? Uh, It's got to be close to. I'm going to go Sunderland. Correct. Uh, they've got 49,000. Sheffield Wednesday got 41,000. So, which ground holds the record for the lowest ever attendance in the Premier League? Oh, wow. And I will give you a clue. The ground is still used, I believe. It's still in the, what, used in the Premier League or just used by? Still used in the Premier League. Okay. Because I was going to say Bournemouth, but... I will give you another clue here. The team that played there on this occasion don't play there. Oh, okay. Uh, So it was a team that were borrowing their ground Mm -hmm. and and no one turned up. Three well, three thousand people turned up. Only three thousand people turned up, but oh, most of them, if not all of them, were actually supporting the away team at the time. Who would have ground shared then? That's still in the Premier League at the minute. So if you give me, I'll, I'll give you the point. If you give me the ground, you don't necessarily have to give me the team. Oh, I'm, I'm. I can't. I'm having a mind blank. I can't think. I'm gonna go with. 
I'm going to go with... Oh, they're not even in the Premier League. I'm going to go with Craven Cottage. That's all I can think of because it's small. It's actually Selhurst Park. But it... Oh, was... you mean this club on, on left Sheffield Wednesday for on Football Manager to go to Crystal Palace? <laughs> it wasn't Crystal Palace, actually. It was Wimbledon. Not playing oh, there. of course it was, yeah. So... What actually happened, it was a midweek fixture between Wimbledon and Everton, um, and this was at the time Wimbledon were going through a few financial difficulties, um, because it wasn't long after that they actually ended up um, going into administration. So uh, what actually happened is the Wimbledon fans were actually protesting, and no one turned up to the game. Uh, I believe what I read was there was a few fans in there for Wimbledon, but it was mainly Everton fans that actually turned up for the, for the game. Nice. Just so, over 3,000. So I'm guessing, I'm going to guess that none of the COVID games count as an attendance, because if so, we've got a load of zeros in there. Yes. yes, okay. yes. Outside of COVID. OK, question four. Uh, to the nearest thousand, and I'll, I'll swing you each way a thousand as well. What is the capacity at Old Trafford? Oh, God. I try not to think about that place because... Oh, no, we did win there this year, didn't we? So you can... I'll let you go 1,000 lower or higher. I'm going to say it's 75,000. It's 74, so I'll give you that. Oh, excellent. Not far. Um, Okay. So which team play their home games at the Memorial Stadium? Oh, God. Um... Oh no, I do. I, I actually think I know this. Is it the team that you hate that we mentioned last week? I only put it in there because you said about. Um, I, I got a message off of Bristol yeah. Road this week to yeah. say thank you for mentioning them and being so kind. So yeah, I think it's Bristol Rovers. Isn't well, I've it? even added them into the quiz. So we're well done. It'll yeah. Be- so this one's good. This is a good question actually. So question six in meters. How far away are Nottingham Forest and Notts County's grounds? Wow. So I've got you've got I've got three options for you. Is it twenty six meters, thirty five meters, or sixty meters? Oh God! Well, whatever. They're really close, aren't they? I didn't yeah. even know that. Um, I they can't be less than sixty meters. I've got to go sixty meters. It's twenty six meters. Twenty six meters away from each other. They are in the top 10 of the world's closest football stadiums. But the record actually is held in Sweden, I believe, for Malmo. Um, the two Malmo teams, their stadiums are literally right next to each other. <laughs> OK, so which club still use the oldest football stadium in England? The oldest football stadium in England? I mean, to be fair, I mean, you just mentioned Notts County can't be far off the oldest, but I don't know how young their stadium is. I'm guessing it's not then. Oldest, oldest. Uh, I mean, Villa Park's old. That was 18-something. I'm going to go with Villa Park. It is Sheffield United. Ah, oh, it was always going to be one of the founders, wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. Okay, uh, next one is a choice of two. So, which stadium has the biggest capacity, Ibrox or Celtic Park? I hope there's no Rangers or Celtic fans listening. <laughs> I know nothing about your clubs, unfortunately. 
I'm going to go Ibrox because they made it to the Europa League final. Why not? Celtic Park. They have 10,000 more. Uh, so, so far, you've got one, two, three, four. You've got half of them right so far. Need a big finish. Um, so, this, this this blew my mind, right? I don't even care if you get this wrong, because I don't even know if you know this. But this blew my mind when I found out. So, virtual virtual development technology is used for what inside a football stadium? Oh my god. Virtual development technology. Hang on, is it virtual de- hang on. Bear with. Keep thinking. Hang on. I may have written that down wrong. Don't even know what virtual development technology is. It sounds it sounds like football fans don't like it. It's too similar to VAR. Um I've got no idea. It sounds like a designing tool. I'm going to go with the designing tool. I'll actually give you that because it's not far off. So this this technology actually changes the advertising boards depending on what country you're watching a game of football in. No, I, you know what? I've always wondered what, Unbelievable. why I'm watching a German game and British advertising is appearing. I've yep. always wondered why that happens and I've always just thought... Uh, they probably just sold the rights, and like the the biggest companies get it. For... So what you're seeing is because um, the technology, I believe, it recognises where you're watching it from, and it changes the the advertising boards. Um, obviously, not in the ground, but on the com- on the computer or wherever you're watching it to. So if you're watching a football match in England and someone else is watching it in Greece. You will see different advertisement boards. You learn something new every day. It blew, I literally read about that for about 30 minutes. Just <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, I'm going to give you that one because advertising boards, design, that's the same sort of thing. So I'll give you that one. Thanks. That was, uh... And last but not least, um, who play their home games at Hewish Park? <laughs> you had to just get them in there, didn't you? Yeah. I don't have been in any quiz so far. It's got to be the mighty Yogle Town. That's correct. So, uh, you ended up getting 6 out of 10, which is a very good score. Nice. That's, uh, yeah, solid, I think. Solid but unspectacular. And you learnt something as well from the quiz, which is always the main thing. I learnt something that I've always wondered while watching football, so that's, yeah, I consider that a win. Cool. Uh, So, we are going to end on the Who Am I for this week. We are. I've got a who am I for you. Um, no. Have you gone A-League again? <laughs> I haven't gone A-League this time. No. Not, not falling for that again. Um, no tricks this time. I'm just going to read out in chronological order. Um, all you need to know is they are still currently playing and I'm not going to give you their current team. But I don't think it gives it away too much. So you've got eight teams. Um, nine if you count their current team. And he's still playing, yeah? And he's still playing, yes. He okay. Is. So, uh, we've got him starting off at Barcelona. He then goes to Villarreal. He moves from Villarreal to Liverpool. Whilst at Liverpool, he has a loan spell at Napoli. He then goes to Bayern Munich and then to Napoli permanently. He then goes to AC Milan 
and has a loan spell at Villa and then comes to his current club. So he was at Villa? He was. He was at Villa. I can read those teams out again if you want, because I know there's quite a few to take in there. Uh, no, I, I'm... So I'm thinking Spanish because he started at Barcelona, Villarreal, um, Spanish players that have played for, and he's still playing now. Did you say? Still playing, yeah. What was that? What was his last club that he was? Was it Villa? Did he was at? Uh, yeah, so he was at Villa on loan from Milan. Spanish player that's played for Liverpool, but you're looking at at least 10 years ago, I would say. So you got it's Luis Garcia, he didn't play for Villa. Torres didn't play for Villa. He wishes he played for Villa. <laughs> um, Napoli, so you got Villa now, Liverpool. Have you got any clues? Uh, have I got any clues? I'll be honest, Chris. I thought you might have got it because I, th- I think I know. I think I'm, I, I'm uh, uh, the Spanish thing, and he's played for a lot of teams, but a lot of top teams. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I tell you what. Rather than give you a clue, oh. rather than give you a clue, I'm going to let you select one of those teams, and I'll tell you how many games you played for them. I'll let you um, pick any one of Barcelona, Villarreal, Liverpool, Napoli, Bayern Munich, Milan. I'm going to say Barcelona because likelihood is he probably played zero games for Barcelona. Um, uh, you said he played for Bayern Munich. He did play for Bayern I've Munich. Got, I've, got, I've got a feeling I know who it is. I think he's a goalkeeper. I'm not going to give I'll, I'll say by, Tell me how many games he played for Bayern Munich. He played three games for Bayern Munich. Three. Uh, if he's a goal, yeah, he must be a goalkeeper because you're not going to get ahead of. Not going to. Well, the only Spanish goalkeeper that I can think of that's played for Liverpool is Pepe Reina, and I think he played for Villa, but I don't think he played a lot. No, he did. No, he was. He played for. Was he the goalkeeper when you got relegated? No, he wasn't. Wasn't. No. Hmm. Okay, I'll say Pepe Reina because he's the only one I can think of. Um, but I can't remember when he played for you. You are absolutely correct. He's right there. Okay, okay, yeah. Reina, and he played for Villa when we survived. <laughs> Close then. Close. Yeah, we when we when we did our miracle escape. Um, yeah, he played 12, 12 games for us. We signed him on loan in January, and ah, right. Rest of the season, and his current club is Lazio, where he's played forty-four games. He's still going at thirty-nine years old. Just this season, he's played that many games, or is it uh, since twenty twenty? So oh. I think over the last That's a lot of games, isn't it? For not, not bad for someone thirty-seven, like that. thirty-eight. Now. Hmm. And uh, and you said he played zero games for Barcelona. He actually played thirty games for oh. Barcelona oh, between two thousand and two. Okay. So see. I think they were short on goalkeepers, but he would have only been quite young back then. He would yeah. have only been about... So, um, yeah. Um, 
some serious bad news if you're an Arsenal fan because Newcastle scored again. No, it's getting worse. Yeah, so um, that Gamera scored again. So um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's not looking good for for Arsenal now. You think they've been in that fourth spot for a long time as well? Yeah, it's, it's not looking good for my goalkeeper of the year shout, if I'm being totally honest. Ramsdale's now looking like an awful shout. And unfortunately, Luton did not get a goal back against Huddersfield. So Huddersfield would have made it through to the next round, well, the final. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think the final's on Saturday? No, it's a week. The, next weekend. Uh, it's not this weekend, it's next weekend, isn't it? I believe. I think. Yeah, so I think so. Because Saturday is the League One player final. Yeah. And it's also the National League North player final. I don't know whether that's at Wembley, I doubt it. But um, yeah, Sunderland and Wickham are playing this weekend in the League One uh, player final. And I don't think there's any more. I think that's yeah. this weekend. Just uh, another, another quick mention about another club that's not too far from me. So Taunton Town have... Being promoted to the National League South. So wow. they're, doing, they're doing really well. So yeah. We'll see them in the league before you know it. Well, they'll be they'll be playing Weymouth next season, so, yeah. Big local derby. Yeah. Cool. Right, so, well, next week is probably going to be our last podcast of Series 4. Um, so, neither of our teams have anything to play for, really. I mean, Chelsea can move down to fourth, but we've got games in hand on Tottenham, so... All we have left is to lose to Burnley, which relegates Leeds, and then to beat Man City, which means that they don't win the title. So, you know, we're not playing for ourselves as such, just trying to ruin other people's seasons. (laughs) You're just there to ruin it. Yeah, because I suppose you're probably the only team left that have got to play a team that are getting relegated. And potentially getting relegated, and team that can potentially win the league. So you still have a big part to play in this yeah. season. But yeah, don't, don't, don't um, beat Burnley, please. <laughs> but you know, we, we've signed Philip Coutinho officially now, so anything is possible. I mean, you got steal, you got still there. To be fair, oh. I, 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 you know, people question as to why Barcelona have got no money. Well, well, right there is is the re- one of the reasons why. Yeah, a loss um, of 125 million pounds on one player. Plus, plus the wages that they've been paying him for the last three years that he's been out on loan to every single team at Bayern Munich, and he's pro- they've probably been paying most of his wages at Villa as well. So, yeah. but yeah, he's a good signing for you. Um, yeah, hopefully, a good signing. Started, for you. started off well, didn't he? When he when he first came but he's I'd say he's been consistent. I'd say the last few games he's been a little bit better. Um went yeah. for a bit of a patch of not really doing much but I suppose he's still adapting and he to to the team. Yeah, um, a few games where he sort of dropped off a little bit for the last week or two he's um started to churn out some better performances. I think he's just one of those players, isn't he? You know, he can yeah. win the game or he can go missing and yeah, he's uh not bad for a replacement for a certain Man City winger. I think, you know, we've played the long game in getting a replacement in, but 17 million for Coutinho makes 100 million for Grealish look ridiculous. So, very pleased with it anyway. Cool. Okay, anything else? Nothing else, no. 
Well, we will speak next week.